The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do the people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. So our guest is Dana Doria, co-CIO at InvestNet. Dana, we, we knew the Fed was going to raise rates by 75 basis points. They had it well telegraphed, and yet the market's selling off pretty hard. Uh, it, I guess it's just somehow this is not all priced in yet. <laughs> it's hard to understand, right? I, um, yeah, it could have been more telegraphed. And when you think about what's going on in markets with inflation and um, that CPI report we saw in August, the, the inflation report, um, really, I mean, I think there was some hope that you'd see some decrease. We saw energy prices going down. But in fact, what happened was the opposite. We had shelter come back and education services, medical services, et cetera. So it really shouldn't have been a surprise to markets. But I think, you know, in addition to just the 75 basis points, it's the reality that this is going to keep going. And, you know, we're probably looking at 75 in November see in December, right? I mean, this is where the plot is taking us. But there are signs, are there not, Donna, that we are seeing some of those price rises coming off now, and you're seeing that in all sorts of uh, other data points. Yeah, it, it. you know, we've been looking for these signs of peak inflation, and at this stage of the game, it's, I think we can probably say that because base case becomes recession, that we will get the handle on inflation, right? It's not going to happen overnight. You know, even as you see decreases month over month, it's going to take time for that, you know, to to factor into the year-over-year number. Um, But I do think that, you know, now the the concern has to shift, right? Because the Fed won't take, you know, the foot off the the pedal of interest rate hikes. Um, They will continue to push this until they've really tamed inflation, you have to kind of uh, pivot a little bit as an investor and say, okay, recession now becomes uh, more of a concern. Yeah, it's 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 key to watch the two-year yield uh, because until that actually turns around and starts heading lower, it's probably going to be um, some turbulent waters for equities. Uh, what else? What else you watch to see whether or not you know things will get better? Well, an interesting aspect of all this, of course, is that we are in a midterm election year, so – just looking historically, um, volatility is to be expected in a year like this. And, you know, this one certainly served up its fair share of issues, obviously, globally. Um, and, you know, it, it has been the case that stocks have sort of rebounded a bit after the election season. So, I mean, that, that, that's one reason to think that, you know, maybe things aren't as gloomy as, as they appear right now. 
But, you know, on, on the other side, you, you're starting to see the VIX indicator move up a bit. We weren't, that was sort of tame relative to what had been going on in markets for a little while. And now, of course, um, you know, we're starting to see reaction there. So, I mean, certainly market prices and, and volatility in markets um, have a lot that goes into those numbers. I, I would say this, volatility tends to get volatility. It's one of the things that comes out of the research. We can't ignore what's going on in Europe, certainly. I'm not talking about the UK, but uh, uh, inflation, uh, 10% in Germany, that was a read. It's uh, quite surprising given that they had these signs that things were slowing down, but it's going to be a long, hard winter by the looks of things. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, some some really uh, unbelievable readings in Germany on inflation, and um, you know, just obviously what's going on now too with uh, the pipeline and and the you know disaster there, and what that's going to mean for energy. I think you know it's interesting you ask because I'm getting a, a questions now more on this uh, from advisors around you know was I should I be in international markets and. You know, the, the the issue I have with sort of saying, yeah, you know, the fundamental outlook is bad, uh, you know, reconsider is that, of course, markets have priced in what we know. <laughs> they're, they're very good pricing mechanisms. So everything we're talking about um, is reflected in price. And I don't necessarily think it means that you should be acting on it, you know, now. You mentioned that investors really need to be diversified here and with a defensive stance and everything. Uh, in the fixed income sphere, uh, annuities. Now, this is something that doesn't come up all that often on the program, but you think investors should consider some annuity alternatives. Why? Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, I, re- I represent retail investors, right? Advisors who work with retail investors, and, and they have a lot of different options in terms of the types of vehicles that they'll use. And, you know, it's called insurance for a reason. Um, you look at a market like this and they're looking for a place to go, particularly as they say, okay, um, I've only got one path to retirement. And annuities are absolutely a place that we see investors look to, you know, replace, for example, a fixed income investment where they're concerned about interest rate increases. Because rates have been rising, we're seeing payouts on these annuities increase and, and it becoming more of an interest for investors. What benefit do they bring uh, over, let's say, a fixed income market, or uh, especially at the short end, which is actually looking like good value, according to some? I know it's true. It really is a matter of what type of instrument you're looking for, right? So, you know, how concerned are you about making sure that non-discretionary income needs are met? And how much do you want to put in a vehicle that you're willing to pay in order to receive that guarantee? You're willing to make sure that a certain aspect of your retirement is kind of set. And this is, you know, the standard thing that advisors have to work out. And so many advisors in my career I've seen are, are combining some sort of an annuity option with a managed account that has equities, fixed income, et cetera. So it's not a one or the other. I think it's how you balance the two. So also pushing on the diversification theme uh, in Asia, particularly China, we have the Party Congress coming up, and one of the senior advisors uh, was quoted in the South China Morning Post today talking about how uh, common prosperity will will be a big part of uh, some of the directives that come out of this. And and part of that is is to narrow some of these socioeconomic gaps. And when I read that, it makes me think that we're we're still going to see a lot more regulatory overhang. And if we thought that maybe that was going away, maybe we have to think again. Yeah, you know, if there's an example of a market where you really do have to, you know, 
the price is is one uh, piece of information, and it can only it can only manage uh, unknown outcomes with one number. So this is a market where if you think you have information and you're looking at the the, the political situation exactly as you're pointing out and saying I don't want to take that risk, um, you know the price even though the price might look very good, you're you're balancing here, right? Because the price can only reflect, uh, you know, an outcome times uh, the possibility of that outcome. So, yes, 100%, I think there's risks with China. I think in spite of what we've seen, the the um, reaction the market has had and the trouble they've had this year, given the interference already, and it doesn't seem like that's necessarily going to stop. Uh, midterms quite often are the alpha in uh, markets. Uh, we've got them coming up. Uh, how do you think that's going to pan out and what are the market reactions likely to be? Um, I think that it'll be a good thing to get past the midterm, right? It, you know, uh, certainly adds to the volatility in the market. And, you know, we've moved back and forth. There have been so many developments this year in terms of just uh, which, which way are things going to swing. But, you know, history tells us that when we get past that kind of theater in the markets, we do get to a point where, uh, excuse me, in the um, midterm elections, we do get to a point where markets do, can bounce back. Dana, thank you so much for joining us. Dana Doria, the co-CIO to InvestNet, uh, getting her take on the markets. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.